Oh, hey, look at you. Didn't see you there. Welcome. Come on in. Why don't you have a seat? We're going to talk some cruising. We talk some cruising. We talk some stuff that's more than cruising, too. We, t- we go outside the realm of cruising a little bit sometimes. Uh, not that I want to repeat myself, but I got to. You know what I mean? A lot of times that there's, there's new people that listen to the show that haven't heard it before. This is a show about cruising that sometimes we use the word tangent, okay? We also say it's an acquired taste. We only say that because sometimes uh, people say, Tommy, you know, right, right at first. Have you ever noticed that in your life in general? Whether you're friends with somebody or whatever, a lot of times those relationships didn't start out the right way. Some of the most solid and most closest relationships you've had started out as someone who were a little, a little abrasive. You know what I mean? They gotta, you gotta get through that wall, create a foundation, establish some solidarity between two people, three people, four people, eight people. And uh, I don't mean that in the way of, you know, I just watched a couple of videos on Virgin Voyages and they talk about the quote unquote lifestyle. And uh, we'll get into that a little bit later. Uh, But either way, here we are. We're going to talk Virgin Voyages. This is going to be a little bit of a preview show leading up to the cruise that I'm about to take in a couple of days. Thursday, we sail out of Miami. We go to Bimini and we go to Key West. And uh, looking forward to my first full Virgin Voyages experience. Many of you remember that I did enjoy myself on the ship we had a night out on the ship with the lovely sony the legend and uh this time we're going back with another legend back in the day big stew from riptism me and him are gonna go and uh explore the ship explore the festivities explore the food for sure we're also going to talk about the new love boat some new rules from carnival cruise line we're going to talk about the worst thing that could happen at sea which did happen fairly recently and a beautiful cruise ship that is jumping ship from one cruise line to another let's start the show oh we back for another one right <laughs> check one two bags are packed hey Tommy, you ready let's do it we going in hey it's the night before the cruising If I'm honest, I ain't sleeping But even if I could, I'd be dreaming about this weekend All the fun we about to have as we take in this vacation Always be booked on our way to embarkation Cause we know it's in store Pockets and palm trees Tropical sea breeze and frozen daiquiris Oh please, thank you sir Yes, I think I'll have another Please don't blow my cover Cause I'm passing on the muster Bring a lover, bring a friend Bring someone you just met It ain't snowing where we going And the good times never end Here's the five more years Drinking beers, running Peers, thanks for giving us your ears through the laughter in the tears. But we just getting started out here. Give us a holler if you're looking, you can find us somewhere south of the Bahamas. Getting hotter as we go, cones and we united. So sound that horn, cause everybody's invited. All aboard and welcome, ladies and gentlemen. I took a shot. Listen, I wrote the damn song, I should be able to rap it, right? I kind of did. You heard me stumble a couple of times. Uh, whatever. Was just feeling it, so I went for it. Saw the moment there. You know what? I will promise from now on to let the real rapper do his thing. But yeah, just wanted to have a little fun with that. It's a little tricky. 
A little tricky one from Sacramento. I'm telling you, it's not a, it's not as easy as that last one. But anyway, my name is Tommy Casabona. I am the host of the Always Be Booked Cruise Podcast. We do this show. We operate out of Boca Raton, Florida, and we're having some fun out here. We do throw it out at the top that, you know, if you like this show or even if you don't, if you listen to it, if you made it through half of it and you were a little indifferent about it, please give it another try because we've been told it's an acquired taste and some of the people who are our biggest listeners today, I don't know. They'll tell you they couldn't stand us in the beginning, but here we are. I'd also like to invite you to check out the Facebook group. That's right. We do a lot of communicating there. It is the Always Be Booked Cruise and Travel Lounge on Facebook. Please find us. I have to say we have getting been a little we've been getting a little bit of a pop with the Facebook group. We're still not at that level where we're, you know, banging off dozens of people a day, but I am seeing a little bit of progress. Also, we have a YouTube channel. It is called Always Be Booked on YouTube, as well as Instagram. Guess what the title is? Always be booked. Search us everywhere. Check us out. We got the Patreon. You got to always be booked. Patreon. Check it out if you want to. It's a show a day, every day of the week. Five days a week, I should say. Yeah, we take off the weekends around here. That's for $8. You want to jump in at the $5 level, you can, uh, you can do that. $5, you get one show a week, and that comes to you on Friday. All right, let's get into some cruise news, some topics. It's been a little while since we did that. Hopefully, you guys enjoyed that uh, interview with Beatrix. We had Beatrix on the show last week. People seem to really like when we have Beatrix on the show. There's something about podcasting that people say they want it to be, I think, at its best, a wiretap conversation, a fly-on-the-wall type of scenario. And when two people are in a conversation and there's a little bit of a closeness to them and they know each other and there's a connection like me me and Beatrix have as a friendship, you know, people uh, tend to perk up and get a little bit more dialed in and people seem to like the interview. So I appreciate all the feedback. We also do your emails too. If you guys want to be part of the show, you can do so. All you have to do is email me, tommy at alwaysbebooked.com and then you can be a part of the show. If you have any questions, concerns, corrections, comments, anything whatsoever that you want to contribute to this program, please do so. Again, email me, Tommy, at alwaysbebooked.com. We squeaked by this week. We've been having a lot of emails come in over the last couple of weeks. This week, we were a little tight. I think there's four. I believe there's four emails, and we'll go through them. We'll talk about them. We'll we'll spend some time on them. And uh, one of the things that I wanted most do is read those emails because people seem to like that part of the show. And if we can help people out with any questions that might have, I would love to do so. All right, let's talk about Carnival Cruise Line. We talk a lot about Carnival Cruise Line. Listen, I don't know. It, it, what is your favorite cruise line out there? Tommy at alwaysbebooked.com. Right now, I want to say Carnival Cruise Line is my favorite cruise line. I think the answer to that question is fluid, though. I think it moves back and forth. I wouldn't even dare talking about what my favorite cruise line was until probably about 10 years into cruising because it's not that easy. You see so many people, you know, and it's not their fault. They're creators and they go on YouTube. A lot of times it's mostly travel or vloggers, not necessarily deep divers into cruise. Uh, it is mostly people who kind of, you know, one day I'm at a park, I'm checking out a restaurant, the next day I'm at an all-inclusive, and then the next vlog you're on a cruise. A lot of those people will think that it's appropriate to basically go on one cruise out of each cruise line and think that they have an actual realistic idea of what their favorite cruise line is. No, right? I mean, if you go on the Carnival Mardi Gras, 
the Royal Caribbean Vision of the Seas, and the Norwegian Jewel, you might have a wackier perspective as to someone who may have gone on the Carnival Paradise, the Norwegian Gem, and the Wonder of the Seas. You know what I mean? It's going to be different no matter what. So to me... I feel like after 10 years, I had enough of a sample size to be able to call out my favorite cruise line. And I think that was by a very narrow margin, albeit, Carnival Cruise Line. And it's pretty ironic because I haven't been on a Carnival Cruise in a very long time. I wasn't going to, uh, I was going to go on a Carnival Cruise a couple of uh, days ago, actually, or a week ago or so. And uh, that didn't happen because of circumstances, um, you know, but it, it's it's got to happen soon. I got to get back on a carnival ship and I got to I got to just reconnect with that whole carnival thing. Again, I am going on the carnival celebration. You know, I didn't even realize when I booked that trip that it is going to be basically the the third or maybe the fourth sailing ever on that cruise ship. I don't mind. I've never this will be by far the I've never done an inaugural I've been on an inaugural celebration, but I've never sailed on an inaugural sailing. So this will, by far, be the newest cruise ship I've ever been on from the time from the time it launched. But we want to talk about Carnival because, you know, Carnival's not the only one. They get a bad rap of being a little wild, a little bit crazy. And, uh, you know, to a certain degree, I am a fan of that. So I do like a rambunctious cruise. I like an energetic cruise. And Carnival is seems to be fairly consistent. And that's not the only reason why I kind of consider them my favorite right now. Uh, but it is one of the reasons. And one of the things that they're doing, I guess, in the way to... And they've been kind of on this for a few weeks now. And that's why I say your favorite cruise line can sometimes be a fluid thing. Because I'm seeing a bunch of things in Carnival, and I'm not saying I know for sure. Again, I haven't been on, so I don't know what the onboard experience is. But they've been doing some some party pooper-like stuff lately. You know what I mean? Nixing a lot of the deck, the uh, Lido deck competitions that were, you know, they were fun. You know what I mean? They're deeming them racy, but I think they were fun. What they're doing now has no effect on me. Actually, it probably does. It has a positive effect on me and anybody that I cruise with, and that is putting in place a curfew for anyone who is 17 and under fleet-wide, effective immediately, and this is basically going to be in effect at 1 a.m. So there is an official statement from Carnival regarding this updated policy, and it states, Guests 17 years of age and under who are not accompanied by an adult in their travel party, 21 years of age or older, must be cleared of all public areas by 1 a.m. each evening unless involved in a Club O2 or Circle C teen activity. So my thing with this is, you know, yeah, it's tough talk, it's bold, it's appreciated by me, but then at the same time, I'm also like, you know, they got a lot of outs. They gave them a lot of a lot of clauses here, right? Yes, yeah, so 17-year-olds can't be in a group of 15, 16, 17-year-olds running around rampant by themselves. But if they're with somebody who's 21, who in some cases, you know, they might be just as whacked out as a 17-year-old. You know, some of those 21-year-olds, bad influences out there. But if you're with a 21-year-old, you can be on the uh, in the public areas after 1 a.m., 
and be 17 years old. I mean, should they give them these outs? Another out is one of those uh, Club O2 or Circle C teen activities. Now, do they have those activities after 1 a.m.? I guess maybe they do, or else why would they say it right here? I don't know. Uh, these kids, they, they've always been a disturbance. I've mentioned it. I don't get mad. I don't, you know, do the whole get off my lawn type of thing because I could tell you what I would have done. I mean, hell, I'm in my, th- when I was in my 30s, I'm not in my 30s anymore, but I was cruising in my 30s and I was still somewhat a little bit crazy i've calmed down over the last few years but you know as a teenager you let me loose on that battlefield as a as a, as a youngster under 20 yeah we're gonna get into some stuff you know i mean as a 36 year old i'm moving equipment around moving plants dragging things taking uh <laughs> you know I, we, we know all the stories just just raising hell mainly because of booze having some fun just being a what do you call them what I think the word for that is a good time Charlie. You know what I mean? Fine line between a good time Charlie and a, a, a jerk. <laughs> I guarantee you I probably crossed that line a couple of times. Try not to do it as much nowadays. But, hey, no promises every once in a while. But, you know, like I said, we're, we're, I try to be respectful and courteous to people cruising now. Boring stuff. But it is what happens when you finally become an, an adult in your, um, you know, your late 30s, early 40s, which I older than that now but that's when it happened uh this is this is this kind of came into play on my last cruise i was on that cruise in the norwegian jam it was a 12-day cruise and there was a roving group of teenagers and that's what happens you know they they don't ever yeah of course they go to school they see people their own age it's a coming of age type of scenario but when they're on a cruise and they're in these crazy situations where the entire vessel is built for entertainment. And then they're seeing new people their age that they don't get a chance. You know, these are not their friends anymore. These are people who are all coming together and reestablishing the hierarchy. You know what I mean? When they go to middle school, high school, that hierarchy is established. This is the cool one. This is the jock. This is the guitar player. This is a... Now, if they're on a cruise with their parents... Maybe they got a brother or a sister. Maybe they got a friend. But a lot of times they are solo with their parents. And then they get put into these nightclub type scenarios and they're reestablishing that pecking order. So there's going to be a lot of amped up, I guess, um, what would you call it? Just energy that they're going to be trying to prove who they are. They're going to say, I'm the crazy one. No, I'm the crazy one. I'm going to do this. So you saw that a lot on this uh, last cruise that I was on. And, you know, the crew was so good at dealing with it. You know, they were literally just, everything was a Shirley Temple. I think they thought that if they order a Shirley Temple, they get a little bit of alcohol in the drink. Yes, there is a version of a Shirley Temple that uses grenadine that does have trace amounts of alcohol in it. I am fairly certain that on cruise ships, they're using the completely non-alcoholic uh, grenadine, but you couldn't tell these kids that, or maybe they knew and they were just playing whatever. Maybe they had Shirley Temples and they had their own little freaking airplane bottle. I don't know whatever they were doing, but they were ordering Shirley Temples to where the point where the bartenders couldn't keep cherries, and they would every once in a while they would kind of get out of line, but you'd for the most part see them staying in line. 
the last night of the cruise, there was a performance, and it was a stand-up comedy routine. They took the stand-up comedy, and they moved it to the main auditorium. They took it out of that little show lounge, which was the Spinnaker, and they moved it to the main auditorium for the last night. And probably an army of about 25 of these kids were in the theater, and before they introduced the comedian, they actually tried to kick the kids out. They said, all right, so it's 11.30, all you kids, because these kids were notorious on this cruise. By the end of the cruise, everybody knew this group of kids just kind of running around like a flash mob and uh, just, you know, causing destruction. Again, not too bad. It wasn't that bad. It was manageable. But the, uh, the, the, the person who was introducing the comedian said, kids, it's time to go. It's 11.30. This is an adults-only show. Got to get you to leave now. You got to go. And uh, they didn't go. <laughs> they didn't go anywhere. And then some booze from the audience were saying, come on, kids, leave. The kids weren't going anywhere. She got on the mic again and said, I don't see you guys leaving. What did I just say? Now you're holding up the show. We're not going to start the show until these kids leave. You got to leave. And then some more people started groaning and like, you know, get out of here, kids. You know, the kids would not leave. 25 15 to 17 year olds refused to leave the auditorium so what happened the lady said well okay hopefully you'll behave <laughs> so that was the answer the kids said they weren't leaving they 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 stayed and they were able to stay um so the policy being put in place starting at one o'clock 17 year olds have to be in their room it's all fair it's all fair and good to put the policy in place but my thing is how are you going to enforce this? Is there going to be a security guard that runs around or a group of security guards that run around late night, you know, basically glorified hall monitors, checking IDs as if they if they were hall passes? Get back in your room. And then what are they going to say? No, they run. They're going to run away. I got a friend who I used to work with who told me, and listen, I tell you guys, and part of the rambunctiousness for the new listeners, I don't, I wasn't always a normal adult. You know what I mean? I, 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 I'm in the nightclub and bar industry, and it's the same thing. We act like these 17-year-olds a lot when when there's loud music and a, a bar atmosphere in play. Uh, a lot of just adolescent behavior becomes part of the whole situation, and we go on cruises, and it just doesn't. We don't just turn it off, and it just it's just how it is. Like it or not, I know I'm trying to explain myself. I'm basically saying because I don't do a lot of this stuff anymore, but that's just what it was like, and you know. The guy I used to work with told me before I went on this cruise, before I went on one of my cruises, he told me, yeah, I can't go on cruises anymore because the last cruise I was on, we got into a big fight. It was a 10 on 10 brawl. Security was there. Everybody was uh, running around. And he eventually had to, uh, he said he hit a kid in the, in the face, punched a kid, which is not good. We don't condone that at all. Again, especially I've done shows about that. You don't play around at sea. You just don't mess around when you're in a Judah stick. You don't mess around. You don't. You don't, violence is not good anywhere. But if you're at sea and you're in a jurisdiction of which you don't know the laws, that's even more risky and more dangerous for everybody involved. But he punched somebody in the face. Cruise ship security, I've done a story on this too, they very often are ill-equipped 
to handle a lot of these problems. I could tell you right now. So he just took a shot. He's like, he's like, he knew he punched somebody in the face. He knew the security knew it. And he knew the security was about to discipline him by saying, okay, that's it. You're going in your room, assault. You're basically, because in a lot of cruise ships, they have jails, but a lot of cruise ships, they don't have jails. And on the cruise ships that don't have jails, very often the jail is you're confined to your room and the security guard stands outside of it with a taser. So you can't go anywhere. So this guy knew he was facing that. The guy was going to say, hey, let's go. You're going to your room. Where's your room? And he's like, all right, no problem. And then he just took off. He literally just took off and dusted the security guard, left him in his tracks, and he got lost within the cruise ship. So I don't know if, what, what the protocol is on that. Is the security guard supposed to radio in and put an APB out on him? Or does the security guard say, all right, leave it alone? But what I'm saying is, is that there's those situations where, you know, if the 17 year old's walking around the cruise ship and he gets ID'd and he's a quick little kid and, you know, it's some 265 pound security guard who may or may not be in the best of shape. And uh, or, you know what, maybe he's on the last his last couple of months of his contract before not doing any more contracts. Maybe he's not going to chase this kid around. You, know, you understand what I'm saying? The scenario being. 17-year-olds walking around the ship, or there's six of them in a group walking around the ship. One security guard catches them. They all go in different directions. My point is, I don't know. I think any policy you put in place is only going to be as good as you can enforce it, as your enforceability of it. Now, John Heald took to the podium. He had a few strong words regarding the consequences. And uh, we have a quote from John Heald. And he says, and usually John Heald is Mr. Fun. You know what I mean? When I, when I, see, when I read this statement, I'm picturing him uh, with a red backdrop standing with some military personnel behind him and uh, <laughs> waving his hands furiously like, uh, like, like some world leader that we will not mention right now. He says, any guest in violation of the curfew or whose behavior contradicts our rules could be disembarked at the next port at their own expense and not be allowed to cruise with us again. <laughs> I mean, we're talking enforceability here too. I mean, I'm just picturing right now, the kid gets out of line. Uh, little Johnny gets a little crazy. He stays out past the curfew. The whole family is ordered off the ship at half moon K. <laughs> You got to get off the ship at Half Moon K. That's the next stop. What do you do then, right? Then I just picture this family, you know, they get accustomed to the life of tribes people, right? They start spearfishing. I don't know, talking to volleyballs. Anyway, I wonder if this has anything to do with the recent unruliness that has been present on some of these carnival cruise ships late at night. Uh, we know those brawls that have gone on, varying degrees of size or damage. There was that one on the Carnival Magic that was really bad where the Coast Guard got involved, the NYPD got involved, and I don't think there were any arrests. I wonder, you know, like I said, my buddy Chris, he, he got, I, I don't think he can go back on a Carnival ship. I'm, well, this is coming off bad, guys. Again, I'm always thinking about the new listeners. Old listeners, you guys know, we've we've done very nice things on cruise ships. We've done questionable things on cruise ships. We've had some fun. We've had some wacky times. Uh, <clears throat> those more in the past than anything in the present. But, you know, yeah, I wasn't on the cruise with my buddy Chris when he got into a little bit of a dust up with uh, a group and he wasn't even involved. He was just stepping in as a moderator. But then I think he got hit and then all of a sudden he was involved and then he did become a little aggressive. And based on, you know, we were trying to get him back on and we were, you know, that we were on the phone with somebody 
uh, and he was on the phone with somebody. I was just communicating with him. And the guy was very understanding at first. He's like, I totally understand. It could be a mistake that you're permanently kicked off Carnival. I'd like to see you get back on our fun ships and, you know, resume your cruising career with Carnival rather than go off with any of these other cruise lines. Let me just get your name, your sale date. Let me investigate the video. I'll be back with you. Okay. So about three or four days later, Chris called me back and said, yeah, they said they watched the video. And they said that there's no way I'm ever sailing on Carnival again. I'm like, what did you do, bro? I like, I had no idea. So I don't, I still don't know the story. He said, yeah, the guy put his hands around my neck. He was about to choke me. I had to just at least defend myself. And I'm like, just uh, step away. Don't get involved with this stuff. Anyway, to sum it up, Carnival is putting a curfew on 17-year-olds and under you got to be either a, a part of one of the uh, ca- the camps that are going on, the parties with the camps, or you have to be with somebody who's just as crazy at at least 21 years old. We're going to move on from this, and we're going to talk about something. I actually mentioned this on the show uh, the other night on the Wake Up Show. As we know, Princess Cruises has zero reservations when it comes to milking that whole Love Boat Association, as they should. I guess this is probably the sale itself that they're going to put in play is supposed to be some sort of a piggyback to the real love boat, which is a series that is set to premiere on CBS starting October 5th. This is going to be another one of those uh, bachelor bachelorette style shows. I don't know the actual rules. They're hard to keep up with, uh, but what they're going to be on is a princess cruise sailing through the Mediterranean. All I do know is that there's going to be a series of compatibility and chemistry challenges between contestants until we establish a winning couple now with that one lucky winning couple i shouldn't say lucky right because they passed the uh, compatibility and the chemistry test so they, they're gonna they're gonna have earned this it's not gonna be about luck they're gonna have a bunch of money that's what they're gonna win and then they're also gonna win an ultra luxurious princess cruise and as far as the hosts, we do have some star power in the form of TV and movie legends, Rebecca Romaine, and we're holding the Stamos nowadays, and Jerry O'Connell. You guys know Jerry O'Connell? He's an actor. But man, he he's a good host. I don't even know. I'll, I promise you, I, I'm not a regular viewer of the Wendy Williams show. I don't know if you know the Wendy Williams show. It's daytime TV talk show. Wendy Williams, I go back with. I don't personally go back with, but she used to be Hot 97. She was a DJ on the uh, hip-hop station in New York back in the uh, 90s. Even further then, there was another station called Kiss FM. She was a DJ on there. I'm old, guys. What do you want me to tell you? I'm freaking old is what it is. But So they're the host. But uh, Jerry O'Connell, uh, Wendy Williams had to call out sick or whatever on her show. And they brought Jerry O'Connell in to co-host, I mean, to host for her. And boy, did that guy look comfortable. I I never watched the Wendy Williams show, but I tuned in one day. I was just channel surfing and I saw him talking to these, you know, these, what it is in the audience. It's a lot of, it's a lot of women. It's a lot of, it's a lot of wives and women and moms and whatever. It's mostly women in that audience. And he was sitting there doing a monologue. He must have known all the nuances to the show, and he was just talking to them in a way that they were just feeling him. I mean, he was basically, he he channeled his inner Wendy Williams. 
and they were the audience was all in for it and it was kind of surprising because what he basically did was just show how much of a fan of the show he was you know what i mean so he could step in and actually do the job he knew what that audience was looking for but he's going to be co-hosting with rebecca romaine on the new love boat and this sale we got to get back to the sale so what they're talking about with the sale is you got to book this by october 31st i struggled through it a little bit on the wake up show i'll probably struggle through it right now but what it is is a series of just perks that you can get and instead of having to buy these perks individually like you normally do it's you you basically upgrade to princess plus or princess premium on any sailing that you're going on in 2023 and it's not for every sailing i don't think but if you go to the princess website you could see you you'll be able to click on it and you'll be able to see what love boat sail sailings you can kind of i guess skip right to and they have everywhere they're basically going basically going everywhere they're doing it to the caribbean they're doing it to the mediterranean they're doing it to alaska every you know not every sailing but every region is accounted for in this uh, love boat sail and honestly you guys heard the show if you're a megacone like i was making fun of it at first kind of like here we go what's princess gonna do ride the whole coattails of the love boat thing and then give you ten dollars off your drink package yeah no thanks but that's not the case i was wrong i was proved wrong i we did just one sample size of one cruise it was a four-day caribbean cruise and i basically just kind of entered in just to get a get just to figure out you know doing apples to apples comparison so you were able to get on this four-day Caribbean cruise, one stop, and it would have cost you a thousand per person to get on, basically like I don't know, ten, sixteen, or something like that, to get on, and that's that's the price of the cruise, and that includes taxes, port charges, and then you would have to, if you wanted to pay that price, the regular, basically, uh, the whatever the equivalent to Norwegian sail away scenario is, the the base fare. You can get, you know, then you can upgrade to your beverage package. You could add Wi-Fi onto that. You could add dining onto that. Now, if you clicked on Princess Plus, you get Wi-Fi, drinks, and $100 in onboard credit, and it only costs you $1,500 per person. And then on top of that, you could add photos. And then the next level up from Plus, which is what I just told you, is Premiere, and the Premiere version added uh photos photography so unlimited digital and three prints for photography and two specialty dining meals per person in the cabin and you could do that for an for an extra 200 or so on top of that so that was like 17 something so for an extra 500 bucks you got the drink package the wi-fi and $100 onboard credit. I think that was a great deal. I think it's a great promotion by Princess. And I kind of shamed myself for poo-pooing it in the beginning. But come on, who are we kidding? We know Princess loves that whole uh, love boat thing. Um, moving on. So we had an issue. There was a problem. Houston, we had a problem in the form of what is the biggest and most dangerous threat to any cruise ship while it's at sea. Let's all say it together. Guy Fieri on an empty stomach. No, I'm kidding. It's fire, right? He wears a lot of fire on his shirts. That's why I just thought of that dumb joke off the cuff. You ever see him when he runs around with his shirts? He's got a lot of a lot of those bowling style shirts with the with the flames on them. 
But yeah, so the biggest, we all know, the biggest problem that you could ever have at sea, the biggest enemy to any cruise ship, the scariest thing that could happen is a fire breaking out on board. Well, we did have that issue on Quantum of the Seas last Thursday. The story was published by Cruise Law News, and apparently they got a little bit of a you know whisper in the ear from a proverbial birdie in the form of a crew member who obviously preferred to remain nameless and anonymous. The information that was allegedly passed along was that there was a fire on Quantum OTS, and that's how you know it's a real crew member because they're throwing OTS acronyms out there. As we all know, that's of the seas. Uh, they uh, So they said, here's where it gets scary. The fire was in the engine room and in the casing in zone five. I don't know what that means. Casing in zone five. I know what an engine room is. I don't know what casing zone five is. Now, it was across multiple decks. There was a Bravo announcement on, you know, throughout the whole ship, which is the code for something very, very serious. And this call came in at about 8.50 p.m. And then there was another very serious call that came in a few minutes later. So this apparently came at a very inopportune time to anyone who had have any interest in keeping this quiet at all. Because as guests were being let out of the main theater after a show, they were met with emergency personnel who were rushing to the scene. And then very shortly after that, they talked about a kilo announcement coming through. And that's the signal for the crew to be able to report to their emergency stations as soon as possible. And I guess when a kilo call is made, see, I was told by somebody who works in the business, I, you know, in, in the restaurant I used to work at, I had a former entertainer who used to work on an Oceana cruise, and she told me that everybody on the ship, no matter who you were, no matter what you did on that particular sailing or ship she was on, has two jobs. You have your regular front-facing job that's dealing with the guests and making sure people have a good time on their cruise, but then there is the emergency function that they all have to carry out as well, which is why you see a lot of the people who, you know, you see a lot of the people who are handling your muster drills when that was the thing, they are going to be more on your entertainment side because I guess they're, I guess, good communicators per se. I don't know. At around 9 p.m., there were crews running down hallways with emergency vests on. Uh, aft elevators were said to be out of commission for a while. And deck six aft passenger cabins were evacuated. And deck five was closed past the rear elevators completely. Uh, apparently, it was announced publicly that there was a fire, so it wasn't like they were completely trying to hide it. But by 10 p.m., it was announced that the fire was completely extinguished. Now, there was a little bit of an issue. So they were transparent, saying that there was a fire. They were doing the right thing. I don't think they were getting I, any of the lack of transparency. I don't think it seems appropriate to me is what I'm saying. I think that if you start yelling out fire, 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 you know, that's not going to be too productive. Maybe there is a time for that. But at this point where the fire is under control and on the verge of being put out, yes, it you have to be... Yeah, you have to be appropriate in terms of making sure the right evacuations happen. But at the same time, too, not everybody needs to know everything. There is a need to know basis type of scenario that goes on here. And that makes sense to me that they weren't necessarily shouting fire and literally uh, giving flashcards of everything that happened to every single guest. Remember, it's a print. Uh, it's a, no, no, this is quantum of the seas. I'm sorry. I'm still on the last princess story. Quantum of the Seas cruise. Anyway, it's a cruise. 
So you know there's going to be elderly people. The priority has to be to just get people to the portions of the ship where they're supposed to be rather than make sure everybody has every detail down pat. Eventually, yes, you got to tell people what the deal is, but I think we were good. The ship arrived in Juneau ahead of schedule, and the crew, so it was a, this was an Alaskan cruise, so we get, they got to Juneau uh, earlier than they thought they were supposed to be there, and the ship and crew and uh, everybody did a good job, and the cruise seemed to resume as normal. The captain made an announcement later in the day commending the crew for a situation that could have been very serious. Well, I don't know if that's the best thing. Of course, we want to give kudos to the crew, and we want to give them their just due, but if I'm on a if I'm on a cruise, I don't want the captain to say, "You guys have no idea. You almost burned alive six hours ago. You almost burned at sea. You almost had to jump off the side of this thing." But the crew saved you. So let's have a nice trip to uh, Juno and, and and a good time on the way back. I would have left that alone. Um, a few takeaways: It's crazy how little story uh, attention this story is getting. You're not really hearing much of it at all. I saw it ac- across a few platforms. The main person that did break it was uh, Cruise Law News. I guess that's why maybe it's quiet because it was basically one crew member and a bunch of uh, there were a bunch of tweets. So people were tweeting and they did take to social media. So it is it is out there a little bit, but you know nobody really jumped on it i guess there's very little information accurate information that's out there and i'll say that too i'll step back and say all the information that i gave you just now is alleged okay i took it from uh cruise law news blame that guy over there i don't know what to tell you uh it makes me feel better when i see all that port day training and all those drills and everything they're doing you know you're on a sea day and you wake up a little bit late and all of a sudden some spider-man guys hanging from your window uh you have shouts of bravo going you try to go to the gym you go into the elevator there's a bunch of smoke because they're lighting fake fires so that they can practice putting them out things like that it's a little annoying when you're walking around the ship and you got to hear those alarms you know i like to get off the ship late sometimes and then i gotta listen to beep beep can I just enjoy my coffee in peace? No, you know what? This is necessary stuff. And when they always say, whether it's you know military, police, uh, fire, uh, emergency services of any time, the most important thing to do is just stay calm and remember your training. Just put your training into play. And it's it's really, really good that that seems like they do a really good job of that. Guests did not love the lack of info shared about this incident. And like I said before, I, I think that might be appropriate not to just, you know, listen, get out of your room. Go here. We'll talk about it later. I think that's that's the right thing to do. All right. Costa Luminosa has been retired. This big, beautiful cruise ship. As we know, as the Costa Luminosa is switching governments, it's coming over to the funner side of the sea and will soon be transformed into the Carnival Luminosa. The ship arrived in Trieste, Italy. If you're ever in Long Island, okay, there's a chain of panini places called La Bottega. And they have a bunch. They have probably, I don't know. 45 to 50 different types of paninis it's always just this unassuming hole in the wall looking place but they pop up everywhere you drive around long island see i went to the one in rockville center and it was like all right this is a nice little place they put out good sandwiches you know i hope they make it you know i hope the place to but then you go into 
Astoria, Queens, you see La Bottega. You go to Merrick, you see La Bottega. You see, go to, it's everywhere. So they're not the little engine they could. They're just making believe that. And they have this lineup of like 45 different paninis. And uh, they're all named after places in Italy or whatever. And they're just absolutely delicious. I can't get enough. One of them, I'm just getting, my mouth is watering right now thinking of them. But one of them is the Trieste. So that made me think of that. Told you that story. Absolutely no reason. A lot of times these rants, they have a point to them, right? There's a, there's a rant and uh, I, I ramble back and it's like there's a point to it. That one had nothing, did it? I do apologize, especially to, new, to uh, your new people. But yeah, don't forget. Long Island, La Bottega. The ship was launched into service in 2009 as a new build for Costa Cruises and was a very, very popular ship. It served Costa loyally for over 13 years and it sailed to multiple destinations worldwide. Now, on June 14th of this year, the company announced that she will be refitted and reformatted as a Carnival Fun ship and that will commence its first sailing on November 6th of this year as it embarks on a seven-day Great Barrier Reef sailing out of Brisbane, Australia. By the way, everybody out there, it's not Brisbane. It's Brisbane, I think. Tell me if I'm wrong. Potato, potato? Is that what it is? I think you got to say it Brisbane, right? Just like you're a rookie if you're going to Kentucky and you say Louisville. It's not Louisville, guys. It's Louisville. Louisville. Act like you've been there before. Come on, get your act together. Uh, I don't know. What do you guys think about that? I, I, I'm excited. I was hearing about Carnival Cruise Line. You know, they dropped a bunch of ships and, you know, they did what they had to do to get by during the pandemic. Uh, Royal Caribbean does have more ships than them right now. You figured they'll strategically have a way to crawl back into the, you know, to the to back into the realm of the largest, the biggest cruise line at sea. Royal Caribbean has that title right now. But my thing is, is that I kind of got a little FOMO. Right, the Luminosa—they're taking it. This beautiful Costa ship, a different type of carnival experience. We've all seen the inside of most carnival ships. Uh, many people argue that if you've seen one, you've seen them all. And reg- that's when we're talking about the Dream class and prior. Okay, obviously the Horizon's a little different. Uh, the uh, Vista's a little different, and obviously these Mardi Gras class ships, the XL class of ships, are different. But for the most part, fleet-wide, any originality that Carnival can bring to the table, I would think they'd want to do it. I guess, you know what, they're going to be around. It's going to start in Brisbane, but it's going to be around. I did think I do think I saw that it's going to sail out of New York a little bit, but yeah, I, I want to get on it. I want to get on that thing and see what uh, Carnival Parmesan is going to do over here stateside as the Costa Luminosa joins the uh, fleet of the Thunderstruck. <laughs> yes, sometimes I... Uh, Sometimes it hit pause. You'll never know it. I just kind of edit it. Sometimes you could tell, I guess, maybe, but other times you can't. And I'll just kind of just take a rest, take a sip of water, relax, do whatever. So I just did that just now. And uh, I just opened up Facebook real quick. And I'm just going to read to you the, uh, the post that came up in the feed as I'm looking at. It says Carnival Singles. I'm in the Carnival Singles solo cruises group. It's from June. And she says, has anyone, I guess she's on board right now. Has anyone had issues with the smell of marijuana from other rooms and other cabins the entire cruise? What can you do? Question mark. 
there's not much. Other people were just basically the comments. There's eight comments and mostly people saying rat them out. Then there's other people saying, no, you don't want to be a snitch. And it's a big, you know, you know, those, those groups on Facebook, that is just <laughs> some of the most, I mean, there's some wars that can start. You know what Facebook can do. We all, we, we, we all know. All right. So I wanted to talk about a few of the things that I was looking forward to and expectations that I have kind of, I guess, uh, researched and looked over in uh, prior to my Virgin Voyages cruise. So in two days, I am going on the Scarlet Lady out of Miami, and uh, it's a four-day cruise, and it's going to go to Bimini Beach Club and Key West. But this Virgin experience, this, I mean, Maverick cruise line, they're doing a lot of things differently. And again, I am very, very optimistic. I'm cautiously optimistic that they're going to nail a lot of it. You know, I haven't seen anybody come out and outright trash them. There's been some videos saying this is what I did like. This is what I didn't like. This is what I think they should do more of. This is what I think they should do less of. But nobody, I think Emma, Emma Cruises trashed the shit out of them in the very, very beginning when they did a preview. I don't even think she went on a sailing at first, or maybe it was a one night sailing. She went on the the ship and then I think they listened to her. I think they changed a bunch of things that she mentioned. And then now that they're doing full sailings, people do not seem to hate this cruise line. What I'm hearing across the board and I'm seeing from a lot of people, and it looks to be the case, is that this is a world-class food uh, uh, cruise, a culinary journey, if you will. Anyway, some of the things that I'm looking forward to, to see in my notes how this experience goes. Uh, one thing, of course, we're going to like is that there's no kids. Again, I always say it all the time. I am completely in support of the family unit. You know, I'm not one of those people that keep those kids away from me. I'm single. I didn't have kids on purpose because that's the way to go. I got my friend. I'm not one of those people. And I have no problem with those people either. But I'm the type of person who has a lot of friends who have families and kids. And I see the joy and the look in their eye and watching the kids, you know, whether they you know, play baseball or whether they're cheerleaders or whatever they do. And watching the little kids, you know, you see them as babies because, you, you know, you feel like you're uh in some ways a little uncle you know what i mean and you watch them kind of grow up and come through the through the years and become adults and develop their personalities and you know you know do milestones and achieve things and these are my best friends so i love seeing that so i am not an anti i'm not not it's not even that i'm not anti i am so pro family i love it absolutely love it so i'm not against any of that stuff but a hundred percent when you're on a cruise ship and sometimes these uh you know <laughs> these these kids run around and their parents aren't watching them it can get a little crazy so it is going to be nice to not have any uh children on a cruise that i'm going on which is you know i don't even know what that's going to be like it's going to be crazy to see there's oh everybody's an adult that's nuts it's crazy but i'm looking forward to it uh no set dining times which is kind of cool. You do not have to be at a main dining room at a certain time, at a certain place on a, uh, every night of the week. Uh, you don't have the same table, all that stuff. I don't know. I, I do like that part of it. I do like that part of cruising a little bit where, you know, you do kind of eat with the same people and you know where you're going to go and there's a level of consistency to it. Uh, 
I am very, very interested to see what the galley format is going to be like. The fact that there is no buffet. There is a version of the buffet, and that is where you sit down. And they're saying all the galley stuff is basically made to order. I got to check that out. I don't know if if that's true or not. I know that you could order it. I heard they do take special requests. You can get anything from the diner to pizza to burgers to uh, you know sushi to tacos to you know. I heard there's a lot of options in the galley, but you sit there and you order it basically from a QR code, which brings up the menu, and you tell the server. You know, I really do take pride sometimes when I'm in the buffet. And I put some ungodly combinations of food together and see how it goes down and just and just admire my creation. We're not going to get that opportunity, but we'll see what the galley format does and if we think this is sustainable. That's the biggest thing with me with the whole Virgin Voyages experiment is is this is going to be some is this going to be something that is sustainable? Here's my question, guys. Tommy at alwaysbebooked.com. What do you think? Is Virgin Voyages sustainable? as a cruise as a cruise line and here's a real question i was thinking about this the other day regarding virgin voyages will there be another class of virgin ships this is the scarlet class right or the the lady class i don't know whatever the whatever they call it but the scarlet lady the resilient lady and the um what's the other one the other lady so there's three of them they're basically uh, the same build out almost identical cruise ships Will they, or maybe they already have it in the works, will there be another class of Virgin Voyage cruise ships that will make it? I'm sure they're going to take a wait-and-see approach. They have three cruise ships that are absolute mavericks in the industry right now, and I think you have to see whether or not they're going to, uh, you know, whether this great experiment is going to be something that works. And if it does, again, eventually we're going to do a show and other creators don't steal this. I'm kidding. Who's stealing stuff from you, Tommy? Nobody. Calm down. But I want to do a show that kind of just lists out the most important cruise ships over the last 40 years. The most important cruise ships. Obviously, you know my number one is Oasis of the Seas, but I want to see what the other ones are too. Put it out there. Maybe it's a good argument point, a conversation piece. But if 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 this does work out, if this Virgin experiment does work, this ship that i'm going on has to be considered one of the most important cruise ships in the history of cruising uh soda is included in the cruise fare bottled water i heard they do not give out any bottles of water on the cruise ship i heard under no circumstances can you get a bottle of water on this cruise ship is that true we're going to find out in 48 hours uh gone bay uh so all the all the restaurants all these restaurants look really, really good. This is what's crazy about, you know, that's the other thing they're doing crazy, right? This is the other thing they're doing crazy. You don't get an eight-night sailing on Virgin Voyages. There's no seven-night sailings. Everything is four and five nights. So they have this all this delicious food, and I think that might that could be by design too because most creators or most people that have done vlogs have been on this ship most, multiple times. And that makes sense because you have... Every restaurant looks more attractive than the next. You have Gion Bay, Gon Bay. Gion, I don't know how do you say it, but it's a Korean style. 
You have razzle-dazzle, which is the vegetarian option with some meat as well mixed in. You have the test kitchen, which is an innovative multi-course almost. That's probably closest to like the chef's table experience, maybe a more casual version of that. You have the Italian, which is that uh, extra virgin. Uh, The Mexican, the, the upscale Mexican. I forgot what it's called. It's escaping me right now. Uh, you have an alfresco Mediterranean, and you have the wake, which is a little bit of a fine dining kind of steakhousey type of thing, and the food hall. I'm seeing food hall. I don't know if that's the galley or not, but the drag show brunch uh, probably look to miss those. You know, no offense, it's just not my thing. You know what I mean? There's certain ways I like to really kind of be cutting edge with certain things musically whatever you want to call it, a lot of things i like to and there's certain things i'm just old school about and um I, i'm not uh, call, call me what you want i'm a little outdated with that the drag show brunch at this point in my career is not something i'm gonna be running to embrace right away the tattoo parlor i'm more interested in how that's going you don't really hear too many people talking about the tattoo parlor on board. You don't see a line of people, you know, running to get tattoos. I guess that does make a little bit of a difference. You're on a cruise. You're in the sun. You're in the Caribbean. Do you really want to wrap up half your arm for half your voyage, right? But I don't know. I'm definitely going to check it out. That's one person I may be interested in interviewing, the tattoo artists, to find out what kind of action. And I don't know. I think I think you have to... I think you're limited to what they have. I think there's certain patterns that are commemorative of the voyage and of the ship and of the cruise line and of the journey. And I think you have to pick those, which might be the best way to go because, you know, you don't want to have them doing some challenge. You don't want to go on a cruise ship, which is crazy to get a tattoo there anyway. And then you're going to challenge them with some wacky pattern or drawing that they may or may not be able to pull off. Who knows? All right, so they're doing the whole thing. We're talking about detoxing and retoxing. Uh, It's fitness-focused. There's a lot of wellness activities. They have an outdoor training area, an adult playground near the pool with fitness equipment. Uh, I'm interested. I'm interested in that. I've mentioned it to you guys before that I want to get into what I'm kind of calling wellness cruising a little bit more. Still going to party. Still going to drink. Still going to have fun. Still going to create memory stories that we could talk about on this and other podcasts. But I want to, uh, you know, as you get older, you definitely want to kind of, I guess, put a tent on the circus. You know what I mean? Ring, Ring it in a little bit, you know? Do I have to have the meatball hero followed up with the chicken parmesan sandwich, followed up with the barbecue, followed up with this, and then, you know, 19 shots before one and then pizza before bed every night? Maybe once in a while you can go that route, but no, that stuff will catch up to you eventually. And, you know, I want to just start slowly mixing in some wellness to the cruises and uh, at least like I, I always have, I always have, you know, like I told you, I've made it i've always started every day the right way you wake up you go to the gym you have a little fruit you get the coffee you stare into the sea and you enjoy yourself it just kind of really gives you a little feeling of euphoria to start the day and sometimes it stays that way and you keep it together but then sometimes eh, it goes off the rails a little bit they have a spa it's called redemption spa uh is it's like a cave theme they also make this thing a, a, a nightclub at night you can hang out. They have a salt room, hydrotherapy pool, uh, cold plunge pool. I'm going to be looking at all that stuff. I told you about the beds. 
there's beds everywhere. This ship, they say it's got the largest day bed at sea. I guess that was uh, that aft portion of the ship where they just have that horseshoe-shaped bed that just goes all the way around. And let me tell you, I would not want to run a black light over that thing. It is what it is, guys. I mean, the Serenity deck on Carnival is no different, but this cruise ship is different. This cruise ship is 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 telling you they're giving out condoms. The shows they're talking about some of the 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 you know uh, sleep alone no more or something. Never sleep alone is one of the shows, and it's this lady who goes up and talks to you about you know she banged four thousand guys or something, and uh, she tells you how to make sure you're never gonna not be able to get laid ever. You're gonna you're never gonna have trouble getting laid again after you after you talk to her. She there's condoms on the tables and you know there's interactive games. You get people all charged up like this. You're putting sex toys in the in the in the uh, gift shops, and in the rooms. There's lube in the rooms. You're telling me, and you're gonna line the freaking ship up with. Uh, beds and there's not going to be uh you know i mean come on i don't know if they uh, oh and they're billing it towards swingers i just had a video up i was just looking through all the videos and then i couldn't help it as i'm looking at the videos i saw one come up in the uh the choices that i have it said a swingers guide to virgin voyages and i clicked on that yeah he's like yeah we were in a group there was 30 of us 30 swingers come on they're banging like crazy everywhere you do not want to run a black light over that giant daybed. Just sit there. You know, it's like peeing in the pool, you know? <laughs> I don't know. I, I keep, you know what I keep hearing too? Creators, cruise people that know cruising in and out, they get on this ship expecting to hate it. They think that they're going to not like it because it, it kind of, you know, Thumbs its nose of uh, at traditional cruising. It takes a we know better approach. Meanwhile, they got five minutes in the business. All that stuff. That's what they're telling you. But the creators who have gone on this cruise, uh, it's mostly been pretty positive. You know, whether or not they're be all being honest. I think some of them you could definitely trust. Some of them may have gotten a free cruise, so they're giving you the, the good stuff. I don't know. But I'm very, very interested in seeing what uh you know our overall take is going to be on it me from a seasoned fully immersed cruiser and Stu who likes cruising but is not as dialed in as me he Stu really went over to the side of the all inclusive he just likes the uh the food the consistency the hotel rooms the accommodations he likes his space so that's all right um, I'm hearing that it's not as young as the crowd they're going for. They're kind of marketing to the millennials and the Generation Zs, and everybody there is like, you know, everything you see is like supposed to be like nightclub-y and hip and cutting edge and everything. But again, remember, it's cruising. So what you're getting is less, you know, you're getting plenty of young at heart, but not necessarily very young. So you're getting, you know, people in the average ages, like mid-50s, I'm hearing, which is not old. But it's, you know, not necessarily the millennium group that they kind of you, like. You, again, you go on their website, go on any of their marketing, go on their Instagram, any of their social media. You're seeing them geared towards a younger crowd. And that what I'm hearing is a little bit deceptive. Again, we will take a look. Uh, the uh, Scarlet Knight. I watched a whole a guy did a whole video on Scarlet Knight where. They're saying that, uh, you know, you start out in the beginning of Scarlet Night. It's uh, what is it? The first part of it is uh, is is a is an atrium dance or something. The, the whole cruise ship undergoes this transformation 
everything becomes red. The lights that shine on the wake behind the ship become red. The interior hallway lights become red. You go to the atrium at a certain point, and then there's this uh, dance that goes on, this show. It's all red. You got to wear red. And then there's part two, which is like Scarlet Knight is just there's just random pop-up shows all over the cruise ship, whether it's jugglers, whether it's contortionists, whether it's bands, solo acts, anything. And they're just basically, you know, this guy just kept repeating over and over again. He's like, act two of Scarlet Night, just follow people. Anytime you see people running around the cruise ship, just follow them because they go into something cool. Or you could do it the other way where you don't follow anybody, stay right where you are, and the chances are you'll have two or three acts just find you if you're in a uh, if you're in like a busy area of the cruise ship. And uh that's that's act two. And then act three is just this big show slash party that's on the pool deck. And you're hearing a lot of that too, is that there's shows slash parties so it's like half of a show but then it's so interactive that you're supposed to participate and whether halfway through or at the end of it it becomes a dance party and it's just you don't know you never know what you're going to get it's very very unpredictable i'm going to go in with the ultimate open mind i'm i'm really looking forward to this cruise and uh yeah that's pretty much it that's all the stuff that i'm the research that i did obimini beach club i'm looking forward to that that's got to be a good time and then key west key west is my spot i love key west i'm um, a couple more trips to Key West, which are going to happen soon. And I'm going to, uh, I'm going to start billing myself Tommy Key West, not literally, but I am going to, uh, I feel, I feel really good about having my bearings around Key West and, uh, maybe I'll start a Key West website. I want to do Florida website too. Maybe just Florida in general. I think there's a lot of things in Florida that are so discoverable that haven't been discovered. You know, like the Siesta Keys, like the Lauderdale by the Seas, like the, you know, the new Smyrna beaches, like the Daytonas that, that, that are old school. There's a lot of old and new in Florida that just keep popping up that are just amazing. I mean, Delray Beach, how much national attention does Delray Beach get? Delray Beach is one of the best entertainment streets in, in, in the country. It's amazing. There's just so much. I mean, for these people out there that are shitting on Florida, come on. Be better. All right, we're going to get into the emails, but first, a quick word from a very, very special friend of the show. Hey, Cones. Sorry to interrupt Tommy's rambling, but I don't have a lot of time, and I wanted to ask you about your next cruise. We know there are lots of decisions to make, such as, where do I want to go? How can I get the best deal? And which cruise line is right for me? Whether you're traveling solo, with friends, or your entire family, always be booked. We'll make sure we find the perfect cruise for you. You can book direct, but remember, cruise line representatives are going to operate in the interest of the cruise line. And don't get me started on those third-party websites. If you are looking for someone who is going to spend the time it takes to ensure that you find the cruise ship, ports of call, and excursions that are right for you, then go to alwaysbebooked.com or email tommy at alwaysbebooked.com. Let's face it. We are all searching for those moments of pure cruise bliss. And based on your detailed conversation with Tommy, we'll make sure it happens for you over and over again. For the most personal and detailed cruise planning assistance, reach out directly to Tommy and he will make the process as enjoyable as the cruise itself. Whoa, Morgan, don't you think we're exaggerating? Now, Tommy, please let me do my job. My bad. Always be booked. 
It's a podcast. It's a community. And dare I say, it's a lifestyle. Go to alwaysbebook.com right now and let's start planning your next adventure at sea. Ladies and gentlemen, your emails have become a lifeblood of the show. If you want to be a part of the show, just email me, tommy at alwaysbebooked.com. We'll read your email on air. Hopefully, we'll help you out. But at the very least, you'll get on the show. And like we said last week, just don't let it go to your head. You know what I mean? Take it easy. Calm down. All the new notoriety that you're going to get from being a part of the Always Be Booked Cruise podcast. You got to, you know what I mean? You put your pants on one leg at a time, just like the next guy, just like the next girl. So let's not let things get out of control. All right, here we go. Hi, Tommy. My wife and I are carnival cruisers. Recently, we've tried a couple of Royal Caribbean cruises, and we weren't impressed. I have to agree with the email from Jeremy a few weeks ago. They are a bit overrated. Not saying that I would get on a Royal ship tomorrow, that I wouldn't get on a Royal Caribbean ship tomorrow if it were possible as we definitely still enjoyed ourselves. I'm just saying I'd choose a fantasy class ship over most royal ships. Though we love Carnival and are booked on Carnival Conquest next year, after our baby is old enough to go, we found a four-night cruise on MSC Magnifica going to Key West, Ocean K, and Nassau for an awesome price. What is your opinion on MSC for a Carnival cruiser? Should we give it a try or should we keep searching Thanks in advance, Nathan. Nathan, my advice is try it. If you see a cruise that matches your price point, that matches the itinerary, matches the days you can get off, I say try it. Now, I say that with a grain of salt because I would be very, very protective of my Carnival cruises too because I did hear what you do. I've never been on an MSC cruise. What you have heard in the past is that it doesn't give you that you know, you'd say American experience, whether that be, you know, larger portions, overwhelmingly friendly service, uh, I guess the level of quality of entertainment, even though they say Carnival has gone down a little bit with, you know, they pulled a lot of the expenses away from having a full on Broadway production show. And now they go with the playlist productions, which is clearly Albeit entertaining, but a step down from you know a lot of the uh, you know what they used to. It's it's, it's a track. You're pre- they're performing to a, a an instrumental track and singing over it versus when they used to have an actual orchestra in the pit and uh, just things like that in general. You're not going to get probably the guy's burger experience. You're not going to get those overwhelmingly excited cru- uh, uh, um, cruise directors. The crowd. The crowd is going to be definitely more European. The crowd is definitely going to be more. You never know. Are you going to get the same level of enthusiasm? They call it the fun ship. I always say it. These three cruise lines, the big three, have named themselves with their little small words as appropriately as possible. Royal Caribbean, wow. Norwegian with the free, free at sea. It's not is it really free, but it's free. And Carnival with fun. No judgment cruising. I'm going to go back on this. I'm going to say, uh, <clears throat> you tell me if I'm wrong, Cones, Tommy at alwaysbebooked.com. If you're a real Carnival fan, if you like you a Carnival cruise, I say stay with Carnival. I say the grass is greener where you mow it and where you water it. 
And sometimes you go out looking for that. If you're not impressed, yeah, let's do it like that. If you were not impressed with Royal Caribbean and yet that had you running back to a Carnival Cruise, I say stay away from MSC, especially the Magnifica, okay? Oh, wait, no, the Magnifica is a nice one, right? That's one of the newer ones? I believe so. Yeah, that's the uh, newer upper-level Meraviglia class one. Right, yeah. So, uh, okay, so that's a different story then. That's a, the hardware on that is something you might want to see. I'm not giving you an answer, am I? <laughs> I'm waffling back and forth like a stuttering idiot. Uh, what's my final answer? My final answer is try it. Spend one of your cruises trying the Magnifica trying msc get that experience under your belt you already got the royal experience under your belt you know you like carnival if you can get a good deal on this amazing amazing piece of hardware try it once worst case scenario it tells you a little bit about a little bit more about what you know you don't want so i would say that do what you want nathan but if you're asking me for my advice try the magnifico with msc Tommy, you briefly touched on Bimini and Resorts World this morning. I would like to just pass along my experiences there. First time I was there, I did the Resorts World experience. It's a solid walk from the ship being about two miles, uh, half of those miles being uh, the pier. So they have a shuttle, but everyone and their mother waits for the shuttle as I did, and they only have a couple. So from the ship to Resorts World was probably two hours due to the long wait for the shuttle. Then you have to pay to get any decent experience. It was fine, but didn't live up to the hype, I would say. So during my second visit, I was determined to find a better experience. We went to the Hilton, where the casino is. They have a coffee shop. They have a coffee shop or full restaurant that the general public can visit for breakfast. We just had coffee and a muffin. Then, this is the secret that maybe people don't know. You can use their pool for 15 10 to $15 a day. It's a beautiful pool right on the bay with a beautiful view. They come around with drinks and a menu, both very reasonably uh, reasonable prices and delicious. Uh, then you're a walking distance of the casino if you're interested in that. It's a much more laid-back experience The if the resort's world looks too pricey and chaotic to you. All right, I think right here, Snap, that's from Snap. I think you just kept saying Resorts World the whole time. So you briefly touched on Bimini and Resorts World. Past long experience, first time I was did the Resorts World experience. It's a solid walk from the ship, five miles. Next time I went, uh, it was two hours and long. Then you had to pay to get a decent experience. So you're still talking Resorts, resorts World. It was fine, but didn't live up to the hype, I'd say. So during my second visit, I, want, I was determined to get a better experience. We went to the Hilton, where the casino is. They have a coffee shop, restaurant, general public. We had the coffee and muffin. Then this is the secret that maybe people don't know. 10 to $15 a day. They come around with drinks. Reason. Then you're in walking distance of the casino. Much more laid back experience if the resorts world looks. Okay, so you're talking about the Hilton and resorts world. But what about Bimini? Is the Bimini's not the Hilton, right? I'm confused, Snap. I don't know where you're at. So first you talked about, you briefly touched on Bimini and Resorts World. I thought you were going to compare those two. But then you went back and you compared the Hilton and Resorts World, which I thought were the same thing. I thought the Resorts World was a was a Hilton property. As of this email, 
I got nothing on Bimini right here. So I don't know. Snap, you may want to go back to the drawing board. Maybe I misunderstood this. I could be the moron here completely. But so so tell me the truth. Tell, tell me tell me tell me if this is true. You're not mentioning anything about the Bimini, right? You're just telling me the difference between Resorts World and the Hilton. Now, I thought they were the same. I Again, I could be wrong. All right, I'm going to move on. Hey, Tommy, glad you're back on a regular schedule with the pods. I thought I heard you the other week say you were uncertain if you'd be getting the drink package on an upcoming cruise, and that's right where I am as well. We have cruised. We have only cruised on Carnival and have always gotten the drink package, but because it just seemed like the thing to do. We like to have our good time, and it seemed that we were making it work for us financially. Plus, it's nice to get the other non-boozy drinks, not to have to go to the room and make a drink, try new drinks, etc. However, when we were on Mardi Gras back in April, I think we came to the conclusion that it was the last cruise we'd probably get the package. After a few days, we tend to slow down, maybe even have a day or two where we won't hardly have any alcohol or we'd find ourselves ordering drinks just because they were there. Not to mention with Carnival, not having Coke products. It severely limited us in what we may want to get. I'm not sure if we're just maturing, getting old. We're the same age as you, by the way, LOL. Or are we just getting cheap, but it doesn't seem to be the must-have that it used to be. When you look at the cost of the package on a seven- or eight-day cruise for two people, it is quite staggering. I decided to give the no package a trial run this past May when I was on the sunshine with my adult son, and we made it work just fine by simply ordering some buckets of beer and utilizing the happy hour at the Red Frog Pub. To be honest, I was nervous about what the bill would be at the end, but it wasn't bad at all, and from a physical standpoint, I felt a lot better. Anyway, I was curious to hear what your thoughts are on this because overall, we seem to cruise very similarly. Thanks and happy cruising, Brian. Brian, this is a great email. I am trying to figure out the same thing. Uh, like you, the drink package is good because I've always gotten my money's worth. And I don't necessarily think it's because I was trying to get my money's worth. I think it's just generally, I think that's, you know, you always, before the cruise, you kind of plan on that day. You know what? I'm not going to, I'm not going to get I'm not going to get after it this day. I'm not going to get drunk. I'm not going to drink. But then you get out there and the then the, the steel drums start going and the somebody else is drinking and then you clearly see somebody else is buzzed up a little bit and then you feel you get that FOMO going. And then at night you go to the piano bar or you go here, or you go there after drink after 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 dinner drinks or the show, the nightclub, the jazz club, wherever you end up. You want to, everything you do on a cruise ship is just enhanced by a nice beverage, right? The other thing is the no bill thing. I love just not having to worry about it. I love not having to say, okay, what's my, what's my tab at? What's my tab at? Having that go out the window is such a nice thing to have on a cruise ship. But I will agree those prices have crawled up significantly, especially on Royal Caribbean. I feel like Carnival is still sort of reasonable, but Royal Caribbean drink, the drink package, is out of control. I think this is like seven, eight hundred, seven hundred bucks in the area of seven hundred dollars on this next cruise per person for the drink package. I don't know. 
I don't know if I'm going to do it. I may try to do it without it. I may live to regret it. But let's just say, even if you did go over, is it the worst thing? If you find out the bar bill was $800, which it probably won't be, but if your bar bill is $800, is that paying that $100 or $150, whatever it is, possibly worth now knowing doing the experiment now knowing without a doubt that the drink package is worth it at pretty much whatever cost they're going to throw at you i don't know i got to go back to the drawing board and do some math with it i'm going to figure it out and we're going to get to the bottom of this brian but that's a great email and i appreciate it and the other thing with me is though the beers i see what you're saying i don't want to i don't do the beer as much on the cruises i like the red frog beer i like a couple of those maybe i'll do a beer day or a beer or two day a, a day or two which is beer but for the most part i'm trying to keep it clean with like vodka sodas so that you know i don't get that sugar rush or whatever else is in the beer that kind of slows you down i tend to be most light on my proverbial feet when i'm drinking the vodka sodas the gray goose and sodas but we will see all right that's pretty much it guys facebook group always be both cruise and travel lounge instagram always be booked if you want to show every single day we could do that for you on the patreon p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com slash always be booked and uh yeah emails tommy at always be booked.com you guys are the absolute best we'll talk to you on thursday boat drinks cones there's a place where the boat is from it takes away I love your big problems, you got worries, you could drive them in the blue ocean But you gotta get away to where the boat leaves from Take one part sand, one part sea, and one part shade of a nine on tree And the drinks are cold and the reggae is hot and I know this is the place for me Get away to where the boat leaves from, it takes away I love your big problems, you got worries, you could drive them in the blue ocean But you gotta get away to where the boat leaves from, Jimmy Perfectly good island somewhere Well, all ride the boats and don't grab your coat You won't need it where we are going Get away to where the boat leaves from It takes away a love your big problems You could worries, you could drop them in the blue ocean But you gotta get away to where the boat leaves from Pick me up Pick me up Pick me up Put me down down in the sand where it's cool Put me down And when I fall on my stool Put me down I'll just leave there till morning comes round With sunshine ten ladies And pina coladas And Bob Marley songs that I'm playing There's a song in my ear That I want you to hear Soft tropical lips that are singing Get away to where the boat leaves from, it takes away all of your big problems. You got worries, you could drop them in the blue ocean. But you gotta get away to where the boat leaves from. So get away to where the boat leaves from, it takes away all of your big problems. You got worries, you could drop them in the blue ocean. But you gotta get away to where the. So get away 
to where the boat leaves from It takes away a look at big problems You got worries, you can drop them in the blue ocean But you gotta get away to where the boat leaves from Put me down.